The Swain Event Podcast is brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. There are over 100 million pieces of litter on our beautiful Tennessee roadways, and TDOT spends $19 million a year picking it up. Join the Nobody Trashes Tennessee movement at nobodytrashestennessee.com. Brought to you by the Tennessee Department of Transportation. Deep down the middle, has got his man, and he's gone! Jason Swain, touchdown! It's time for the Swain Event with your host, Jason Swain. My man. Real sports talk for the real sports fan. All you chumps are going to bow when I whoop them. It's time for the Swain Event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Give me two and a red flag. Swain Event, SwainEvent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top 100 barbecue restaurant in America. Hope you're having a great year so far as we take you to 2022 here in the Swain Event. I'm live here from the Low T Center studio. We got my man Ben McKee. He is in Knoxville, but he is at the house because it is finally winter. Finally winter in East Tennessee and roads are not great. We want to make sure where Ben is, he's going to be super, super safe. And um, he is dialing in from the house. And this is why we have the technology and invested all the money that we did in this equipment for moments like this. Ben McKee, Jason Swain, download the free Swain Event app for Android Apple devices. You can view the show by simply going to Twitch, Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook Live, Ben McKee. Good morning, sir. Good morning, Oos, from the Ben McKee studio this morning. Yeah, 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 man. The ben I haven't Mc- talked to you since last year. You, you, you been all right? I've, I've been good, my friend. I've been good, man. It's been, um, I'm not going to lie, Saturday. What was the game? The game was Thursday. So Friday, I've never slept that much in my in my life, man. Probably since I was a little baby. Like Friday was I took like two and a half naps, man. And then I went to bed early. Um Friday was all about recovering. I was on a scale from one to ten, a nine as far as being upset. And I think I'm I think I'm still close to about I think I'm like a seven right now. I'm still still a little mad about the game, man. <laughs> Still, still upset. Yeah, I'm. I'm still frustrated as well. I went back and watched the game mm. on New Year's Day, and it was just as frustrating to watch then, if if not more frustrating, honestly, because you get to watching, and I'm jotting down notes and all the opportunities Tennessee had in the second quarter, offensively, and it, it was just silly things, self inflicted wounds personal fouls, illegal formations, guys running deep ball or uh, deep routes, go routes in, in the same spot of the field, just self-inflicted wounds all throughout that second quarter. And then plenty of opportunities in the second half to put the game away as well. So when I went back and watched this lane, I was just as frustrated, if not more frustrated, knowing all the opportunities Tennessee had to win that football game as I was watching it live. Man. I'm afraid to go back and watch it because then I'll I'll be at a ten. I, like <laughs> I like 
imagine being in the crowd with with everybody, and um, that was that was me on Thursday with my kids and like seeing it live, like like the mistakes and the the errors from a coaching standpoint and from a player standpoint because it's not something you can just point at the players and go, "Hey man, they put us in position." Put us in position, got back to play. There was there was times when I was like, no, that's not what we need to be doing right now. Um, There's questionable calls. There was clock management at the end of the regulation um, that just makes you want to pull your hair out. And this was the first the first game all season long where Heupel and Hendon had the, their worst game of the season together, and. Um, it, it, it costs Tennessee. Now, the guys play hard. Players play hard. Uh, most of the players play hard most of the time. Um, the times when you you didn't get that effort is when, you know, you need one play to, to win. And, you know, you came up you came up short. But I thought that I thought for the most part, man, the guys, they, they played hard. Talk about that strain. They, they Most of the players did that most of the time. But um, I'm afraid to go back and watch it, man. I mean, I'll be at a ten. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to move on. <laughs> the Lady Vols beat Arkansas. Yes, the, and beat Arkansas after beating Alabama on Thursday. It's supposed to be Alabama. I know, but still, it's 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 still nice to beat Alabama. And I, I I'm more so mentioning it because it was kind of forgotten about because of the bowl game going on. Yeah. So two and zero yeah. start. Ray Burrell back hits uh, a three as soon as he as she checks into the game. That was cool. Oh yeah, man. Um, you know Tennessee had the comeback from behind victory over Arkansas. Arkansas is a is is a, a program that has been you know in good shape, healthy. Now they lost some players, um, but they're still a good program. And Tennessee gets the win there. And like you said, starting SEC play undefeated. The the men's team. We got some. We got some work. We got some work now. They uh, we didn't get a chance to really talk about the men's team because it was right there the night before the um, the ball game, and um, this is this is as close as normal as as we're going to get here in the Swain event. Last week was last week was crazy. Um, went to Nashville, hosted a UT alumni uh, event there. And was really unable, thousands of different ways to try to make it work, unable to do a show the day of the game. And um, that that stunk. And then after the game, you went to Huntsville. I came back to Knoxville, um, got up early and did, did the show. And and um, this is about, this is probably the closest thing we've had to, to normal. We get you back in here when the weather acts right, then – That'll be that'll be normal, normal. But we didn't get a chance to really dive into the Tennessee Alabama game. Not going to really do it to, to today. Um, but we missed an opportunity, man. I mean, we we missed an opportunity. Uh, I thought the guys that, that that did play, they they played hard and for a time there. I thought Tennessee was going to pull it out, man, but just collapsed at the at the you know, second half. And Alabama was able to make shots. Um, Remember last week we were like, "Hey man, the two guys we can't afford to to be to be not out there, John Fulkerson and Kennedy Chandler." And what do you know? 
Those two guys were out. And it showed. It showed. I think yeah. Tennessee's a better basketball team than Alabama, man. I really do. Yes, I, I did not think Alabama played that well. Uh, I, I know they ended up winning and they were able to hit the hit some shots at the end, but I did not think Alabama played well at all. Jaden Shackelford, Javon Quinterly, two really good players who will play in the NBA. They did not have good games. And if John Fulkerson plays, if Kennedy Chandler plays, Tennessee wins that basketball game. They, they, I, I thought it really boiled down to Tennessee not having somebody that they could throw the ball to at the end of the game. And they, they really missed John Fulkerson in that regard. We had just watched Folky take over the end of the Arizona game when Tennessee needed buckets. And when Tennessee needed a bucket against Alabama, they didn't really have anybody to throw the basketball to. And I, I know there's other elements and factors that go into that swing. I mean, you still have Santiago Vescovi. You still have, you still have got Josiah Jordan-James. There, there are guys capable of, of making shots that were still available to play. Justin Powell, although he was not in the game. That's a separate conversation. So still should have found a way to win that game because Alabama was not playing well. But hard not to think that that's where you missed John Fulkerson the most to where at, at – those last three, four, five minutes, Swain, when when it was tough to get a basket and you needed somebody to grab the bull by the horns, especially coming off the Arizona game, sure would have been nice to have Folky to throw the ball to and, and allow him to go get you some buckets. And Alabama's post players were in foul trouble. So Folky being in and, and being able to draw fouls would have been nice. And and they were – I know shots weren't falling from Olivier Camois and Urosh didn't contribute much from a, a points perspective, but I, I didn't feel like Alabama's post players were, were playing all that well. So Tennessee really missed John Fulkerson. would have been nice to have him, but still left that game with disappointment because it, it feels like you let one slip away. Yeah, for sure. And um, you, know, you, appreciate, you appreciate Rick Barnes' respect for the game of basketball. Because you played, you played that game with two best players not out there. And you owed it to the fans. You owed it to the game to play that game. And the guys went out there and they, they gave it their all. You didn't execute in the key moments. You mentioned Alabama not playing well. And it's not a situation where I think Alabama has played great all season and they're one of the top teams in the country and we just caught them on a bad night. Alabama has been playing poorly for multiple games. And um, maybe they get out that that funk. Maybe we see a better team, you know, if we see them again in the future. But I think Tennessee is still a better basketball team. And I look forward to playing those guys again um, in the near future and and being able to show that that we are a better team. So um, that that happened on Wednesday. And um, the game was, was, was Thursday. And now it's time to really focus on what Tennessee football needs to do moving forward. And the first thing is to put out a Craig's looks at for a couple positions. <laughs> a couple. Nah, I mean, hey, a couple got us beat. <laughs> we all know that every position needs to be addressed. Every team around the country will look at their roster and say, "Hey, man, let's go, let's go recruit every position." Like every position needs to be addressed, especially on Tennessee's roster. Every position needs to be um, addressed. 
But there are some positions that require desperation. Yes, like you have a an SOS sign out for help at that position. Yes. It is time. You, 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 you have crashed on an island. Your airplane has crashed on an island, and you are sending up flares in the sky, orange, red, blue, yellow, all kinds of colors of flares trying to, <laughs> to send out a message that help is needed. You're, you're building the world's largest campfire to try and get somebody's attention. You're, you're pitching a tent. You're finding all the, the, the sticks, the trees, the limbs to, to ride out, help me help us on the beach. I mean, you're trying everything at a couple of these positions. Uh, we feel like, I feel like Gilligan's Island right now, man. I feel like <laughs> Gilligan's Island. Um, I think I have this down for touchdown turnover today, but I don't, I don't know if we're going to be able to make it to eight o'clock to discuss this because it it was um, it was glaring of what this staff excuse me what this staff needs to do in recruiting in the transfer portal to make this team better because it's about getting better. Won seven games, had a chance to win eight. It's about getting better, taking another step forward. You don't want to take a step back. So how do you get better? Well, you got to get better players in key areas. And I don't know which position needs the most help between linebacker and corner. <laughs> I don't. I don't know which one needs more help, man. Well, I would argue that uh, Tennessee needs more help at safety than either of those two positions. That that's that's the current state of the Tennessee defense. <laughs> Man, I wish I had. I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm trying to see and think of an argument to against you there, but I just I don't know which one is more pressing than the other. I really, I really don't. I, I don't have any faith or trust in one or in number one or number twenty-two going into. 2022. I, I have zero confidence, zero faith. I, I I think teams are going to identify those two on film this offseason when looking ahead to the Tennessee game on their schedule, and and they are going to uh, get very happy watching that film. Well, here, uh, at least at at least at linebacker, you've got Jeremy Banks. I kind of liked some of the things Kamal Haddon did against Purdue. I mean, he he didn't play great. But he was he was really solid. I, I like the attitude that he plays with, the intensity that he plays with, and he he was battling injury throughout that game. So I mean, at, at least you've got a guy at at those two positions. I I don't think you have anything at at safety. Sorry to be that that blunt. And, and look, I'll also say like, hey, coming into this season, I was completely out on Theo Jackson, and Theo Jackson had a season in which he, he might have gotten himself drafted. So I, I'm I'm not saying it can't happen for number 22 and number 21, Trayvon Flowers and Jalen McCullough, but I I personally do not have any faith in them going into next season, quite frankly. I'm trying to go and look and see how many rushing yards per game did Purdue have going into this game. Obviously, they had 
Um, Here's what you need to know about that, Swain. They had too, they had too much. Go ahead. I was just going to say, going into the game, they were worst in the country in yards per rush at 2.8. And their two running backs, if, if you can even call them both running backs, because the white guy was a fullback. Fake uh, Mike Offstock. Yeah, yeah. They, they combined to average, I think it was 3.8 yards per rush, nearly four yards a carry. So 2.8 entering the game, which according to Cole Kublik, that was worst in the country. And in the game against Tennessee, combined for nearly four yards a rush. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm sitting here looking at it, man. 27 carries, 107 yards for those for those guys. Um, King had – I mean, they both averaged over 3.4 yards per rush, like you, like you just said. Um, so, linebackers certainly certainly a need. Um you know, safety, safety certainly a need. Corner certainly a need. And if you are Tennessee, man, you got you got playing time. Like you have playing time to offer in the transfer portal. If you're a freshman, you have opportunity to come in and and, and be the guy. But for for Jeff Brom to dial up plays. And Brian, because Brian is offense coordinator there. His brother, Brian, was – I remember Brian and um, Brom and Angel and they visit together. And <laughs> those those dudes was having a throwing competition on their visit. <laughs> Me and Rick gassed them up. Me and Rick Clawson, <laughs> we, we gassed them up. So, um, I think that is – I think that's Johnny Majors. What street is Johnny Majors? Is that is that the street that what street has the uh the the, the, the torch bear on it? What street is that? Is that Volunteer? Uh, one. uh I think so. Okay. Volunteer I think, Boulevard. I think that's Volunteer Boulevard. So and Johnny Majors is it looks like Johnny Major's Drive is the the little street in between Stokely and the and the football complex. Volunteer Boulevard is the one that runs in front of Circle Park. Okay, okay, so it's Volunteer Boulevard. So right right before or right after you pass Stokely, there's a light right there, and Humanities that building's on the left, and so <laughs> there's a little hill. There's a little hill right right there at that light. And back when it was Gibbs, you could stand in the grass in Gibbs and then across the street there was like a little grass area, like a little hill. And Brom and Ainge was throwing across the street, having a throwing contest during the visit in 2004. I I'll never forget it. Never forget it. And we kind of knew that that Brom was going to go to Louisville because of his his brother and his ties there, but it was hilarious to see those two guys like <laughs> had like a macho moment trying to out throw each other. And uh, I think I think I think Ainge out threw him. I think, yeah, I think he did, man. I think he out threw him a little bit. But anyways, uh, but he called a good game. He called a great game, great game. And those players, those players executed. And man, certainly a, a a bad taste in your mouth going into the offseason. This is why. For some teams, a ball game 
is very, very important. For other teams, man, it doesn't really matter what happens, good or bad. But for Tennessee, man, we, we had a lot of momentum that could have continued into the offseason full steam ahead with that win. Now, there's still some, some positive momentum, but not as much as it could have been if you would have picked up this picked up this win. But if you are a coach on this roster, man, if you're a player on this roster, it's time to hit that transfer portal. And you, you got to hit it hard. You got to hit it hard. We, we got to take a break. And then uh, when we come back from our break, man, I, I got to get an update from you, Ben. I need an update, man. I need an update on, on man. People in the, in the portal. That's what, that's what I need an update on, man. People people in the portal. What's 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 going on with Tennessee? Is, Ten- is Tennessee going to get themselves another pass rusher, edge rusher? Where where is Tennessee looking, man? In terms of recruiting, adding talent. I've got you. I mean, I think last time I checked, of, you worked the Vault Quest, right? Th- this is true, but I do not control the news. Are you, are you the source, right? Are you are you the source for all <laughs> things Vols? That's what that's what's said on the uh, website. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but uh, I I do not control the, the the news or Tennessee's actions. All right, all right. Well, we, we, we all we can ask for is an update on the third day of the year. In the seven o'clock hour, and if there's good information, then great. If it's not, then we'll we'll give you what you got, what we have, and what's out there, and then we'll keep it rolling. And when that changes, then we'll we'll update. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three. Sweat event fueled by Dead End Barbecue, top one hundred barbecue restaurant in America. Be right back. you want to get in on the conversation, call the Iris Network's hotline at 865-200-5503. Grow your business with Iris Network's high-speed fiber internet. irisnetworksusa.com. Hi there, Swain Event family. Are you in the market to purchase a home and a bit freaked out with the market right now? As someone who's been in your spot before, I'm familiar with what's going through your brain. And as a realtor, I've mastered the ins and outs of the buying process. When you work with me, you'll benefit from my experience, and together we'll work toward making sound, smart decisions for your future. And of course, talk a little Vol Sports along the way. Just give me a call, Jennifer Morris, Keller Williams Realty, 865-257-7897, or email me at jennifermorris865 at gmail.com. Hope to hear from you soon. When you start your own business, you know that branding can make or break a new venture. That's why Swain Event relies on 42nd Street. 42nd Street is a strategy agency focused on finding creative, open-minded, results-driven solutions to brand design. After over a decade of operations in East Tennessee, the brand architects at 42nd Street have the experience and creative know-how to ensure the success of your business branding, logo, web presence, and more. To see a real-life example of their amazing work, you can check out our website at SwainEvent.com. Don't trust the branding of your business to just anyone. Check out my friends at 42nd Street online at 42st.com or give them a call at 
7007. 42nd Street, Brand Strategy Design. JC's Tree and Landscaping Service specializes in quality tree work done at an affordable price. Trimming and removing trees are their specialty. They also offer other services like land clearing, stump grinding, crane services, and all of your basic landscaping needs for both commercial and residential. JC's will give you a free estimate and beat any written quote by a competitor to guarantee that you get the lowest price around. Don't risk your land with a fly-by-night service. JC's Tree and Landscaping is licensed and insured. Give them a call at 865-599-3799. Top 100 Barbecue Restaurant Dead End Barbecue is a no-brainer when you are craving the smoky flavor of quality Q. Dead End makes it easy to enjoy their fantastic menu with online ordering from Chow Now for pickup. Or if you don't feel like leaving the house, then have Dead End Barbecue delivered right to your door by Loco Knoxville or Bite Squad. Cheer on your favorite team with the best barbecue around. Check them out online at deadendbbq.com. Dead End Barbecue. The search is over. For a replay of each day's Swain Event TV, like us on Facebook. Come on, Ben. Come on, Ben. I need all the good news and positive vibes about the roster and how it's going to look moving forward. Swain Event Fuel by Dead End Barbecue Hour 1 is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. HappyHiller.com. Hope you are happy this morning. New year, new you. New year, new you. Ben, are you going to be cooler this year, man? I'll try. No promises. Okay. Are, are you going to be less mean? Are you going to be a better friend this year? Because all you did last year was root against my teams and didn't help me move. And, you know, with with me becoming a father this year, it'd be nice to to have somebody who I see every single day, communicate with every single day that isn't a family member, uh, be, be nice and be a good friend this year. The part about not helping you move is accurate. <laughs> Tonight, I will be rooting for the Steelers. Monday Night Football. I want to see them get to the playoffs. Uh, I'm a big Mike Tomlin fan for the 37th time. Uh, I hope I hope it happens. I, I really I really do, man. I hope it big happens. Big Ben's last home game. Maybe, maybe, but you you yeah. want him back, so maybe maybe he maybe he comes back. Well. I, I want him back based off of the options I currently see available. Gotcha. 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 No, my plan is to be a better friend. Um, well, that's good. I got a lot of, a lot of goals. I got to, you know, get knocked down, man. Got to, got to write him down and look at it every day. And um, we hope everyone has goals out there for 2022. We got a phone call, though. I don't know who it is because. Uh, yes. Now you, you ain't gonna get out of telling us what's going on with these recruits, man. I, after watching that game during the mm-hmm. game, I was like, "Yo, we gotta replace him. We gotta replace new phone. Him. Who this? We gotta replace him. We, we need some help." All right, so uh, I am producer today, as well as co-host Ben McKee is, is at the is at the house uh, because of crazy snow conditions. 
Uh, we Listen, if you are listening from up north and you're laughing, be quiet. We don't know how to deal with the snow down here, okay? We're not prepared to deal with the snow like you are. If you live in Wisconsin, or if you live in you know Chicago, if you live up east, don't be laughing at us southerners. We shut things down when it snows a little bit because we're not prepared for it like y'all. Especially when you really need new tires, which is my current situation. For some reason, Nick Saban didn't hit me back up for uh, my request when I requested new new tires on the Charger. For some reason, he didn't hit me back. So uh, if 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 I had some fresh tires on, then I would have been fine this morning. But uh, my tires are as bald as Swain and I. Dang, that's that's pretty bald. Uh, so since I'm producing. If you call in, I'm going to put you immediately on hold. We're going to patch you straight through. Just let us know who you are, where you're calling from, and uh, we'll do it that way this morning. So, good morning. Who do we have? Hi, uh, this is Don Sweetwater. Hey, what's up, Don? Uh, man, I tell you what, just sitting here looking out my window at the uh, frozen south. <clears throat> now, I'm down here, so I'm sure you guys got a little more snow. We're, we're, we got white, but that's about it. Uh, yeah, we got some snow, man. My my dog, I took my dog out this morning. He looked at me like, uh, what's that? You're right. He's <laughs> his first time seeing snow. He was like, uh, mm, I don't your know dog, about this. Yeah, your dog is kind of like a cartoon I've seen on social media back around Christmas where they're, uh, they got the Christmas tree up and the dog's saying, oh, look, indoor plumbing. <laughs> yeah, he, 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 he was, he was more than happy to, um, Use the bathroom in the house rather than go outside. But, no, nah, I ain't going to let that fly. But, yeah, yeah man, no, the, the snow is something uh, we haven't seen in a long time yeah, around here. 75 degrees or 73 degrees on Saturday and snow on Sunday night or Monday. It's crazy. Uh, yeah, I'm ready for 2021 to be over. Happy New Year, uh, guys. Uh, it was a pretty good year. Enjoyed the sports scene for the most part. But I tell you what, the last few days of the year was not Anything to make me very happy. I am not over the ball game on Thursday. Everybody says get over it. I'm not over it. I'm not either. You know, I watched a lot of football, a lot of bowl games over the last, you know, couple of weeks. And to my knowledge, unless it's one or two, I might have missed out on some of the, you know, lesser bows or something. The only one that ended in controversy was Tennessee's. And have you ever noticed every time a Tennessee game ends in controversy, we're on the short end of the stick? Seems like it, man. It seems like it. I mean, there's a lot of great games out there. And Tennessee, Tennessee-Purdue game was, was one of those great games, oh, man. Yeah. I mean, it really, it really was. I was sitting there, like, man, this is just a great game. And edge, you know, being on the edge of your seat, uh, big plays left and right, it, it, it was just like the Rose Bowl except for you didn't have the prestige yeah. and you, didn't, and you had, actually had a real football field that wasn't, um, tr- you know, trash. Um, right. And, and then officiating wasn't wasn't so bad, but it was a good game. Oh, it was a, a, it was too entertaining for me on the Purdue side, but yeah, that last that last five minutes was absolutely ridiculous. Uh, four touchdowns, last five, five minutes, and if uh, Purdue don't get by with one of the most blatant hoes of a receiver mm. ever known to mankind, there would have been five touchdowns in the mm. last five minutes, and we'd have went home a winner. You know, the aggravating and irritating thing about that is they're calling pass interference every every time you look around. Now, some of them are very legit. I'm just saying, how how do you miss 
something that's just right there in plain view. It's it's amazing, Don, because on double moves, DBs are t- are taught. They're told on double moves if you get beat to grab and hold. Right. And so, if you are a referee, if you are an official, you should you should know that you know on double moves that that's where your the grabbing and the holding takes place the most. And yeah. the the guy has his arm out grabbing Tillman's jersey. And you can see it. You can yep. see it. There's plenty of frozen frames if you want to look on Oh, that. I know it. I know it. What, you know, we played two games this year with ACC officials. <clears throat> Excuse me. That game and the pit game. And they still haven't figured out how to spot a ball. I mean, all night long, they were spotting the ball short on us. Um, uh, you know, a foot, foot and a half, whatever it took to keep it from being a first down or whatever. I just, but just get human beings, uh, you know, actual thoughts on basically the play that ended the game, even though it didn't quite. For my, you know, I've never seen when somebody's fighting uh, for the end zone, forward motion call, and I've never seen forward motion call uh, when you don't blow the whistle until after the play's over. Yeah, I've, I've, I haven't seen that either. I was confused sitting there um, and watching it live, and then the replay clearly showed that that right had crossed the cross, crossed the goal line. And if you want to, if you if you want to flag, um, you know, fan for pulling, that's fine. We'll kick the field goal. If you want to, no, if you if you want to flag them, then throw the flag. But the fact they didn't, right. they didn't do that. Nope. They didn't do that, nor did they blow the whistle before Wright scored a touchdown. So um, it, it just tells you everything you know about how bad the call was. And you saw like every sports person, whether they were against us or you know, with us, right. national, local, everybody watching that game was like, yo, Tennessee just got hosed. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone well, when, everyone saw it. Yeah. When, when you got uh, Kentucky, Georgia, Alabama – Fans saying Tennessee got shafted. You know it's got to be bad. Yeah. <laughs> how, I, uh, how I hate it. on on Saturday or Friday. Friday, I uh, I guess it's Friday and Saturday. I walked into the grocery store by my parents' house in in Huntsville, and I had a Tennessee hat on. And the very first thing that was said to me by an Alabama fan wearing Alabama stuff, man, y'all got screwed last night. And then, mm-hmm. as I was leaving, there's another person. <laughs> the one of the persons that worked at the grocery store who was collecting the, uh, the the carts outside said, "Man, that was rough last night. Y'all, the the rest got y'all. Y'all y'all won that game. How? how I mean, it just didn't make any sense. My, I walk into my in laws' house. Diehard Auburn fans who were watching. Y'all got robbed last night. I mean, when when you have Alabama fans and, and Auburn fans like." Like you just said, Don, texting you and, and seeing you out in public and, and saying, oh, y'all got screwed, you know you got screwed. Yeah, and some of the media that's not exactly uh, Tennessee-friendly, <laughs> they were even on board. I'm like, well, and these guys are saying we got it, and they normally look for any reason whatsoever to, uh, uh, you know, take a shot at Tennessee, I mean, 
apparently the only people in the country that didn't think that was a touchdown was the, that official and uh, all the Purdue fans. Now, if you read their message board, <laughs> you know, I mean, they got a totally different perspective on the whole thing. Hey, no, his forward motion was stopped and blah, blah, blah. Hey, but we should never have been in – I'm sorry, go ahead. And no, Senator, go ahead. They didn't blow the whistle, so. <clears throat> no. And they said, well, the whistle don't matter. And then, you know, they Which is this stupid. person that person. <laughs> yeah, right. The whistle's like the red light. tells you to stop. Uh, yeah, I was I was listening to, to Cole Kubik talk, and, and he's just sharing the, the rule. But apparently the rule allows for the referee to determine in his head, okay, the play is done, and then blow his whistle. He, he can deem the play dead without blowing his whistle, which is – the, the dumbest thing I've ever heard because uh, the players on the field are still going to play. How, how can a whistle not blow, but then a referee decide a second or two or three before the whistle actually blows in his head that the play is dead? I mean, how, how is that a rule? Well, you know, yeah, it's a stupid, you know, I've I read that and heard that, but I even saw uh, um, officials weighing in on it. And I ain't seen one yet that said, no, that was good. You know, it's just ridiculous. But talking about plays and whether it's dead and not, of course, we had the old Miss forward motion thing, et cetera. But going back to that pit game, when uh, Milton got hurt, he's laying on his back with the ball. And a guy picks it up basically off his chest and takes off. <laughs> Why is that not forward motion when the guy's laying laid out with the ball? I mean, it's just uh, – I don't know. It's just, you know, I can go all the way back, you know, to, to the pass against Florida. You go to the extra down against North Carolina and that stupid Music City Bowl, which I hope we never show up for again. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's just uh, House of Horrors going there. It's like, it's like Coleman Coliseum and basketball at Alabama or something. I just, uh, it, I'll be honest with you, it was hard for me to get in gear to watch any more football after Thursday night. I finally, I, a lot of the games were just on, you know what I mean? Yeah. Just on. Yeah, but, I, yeah. It's, I, I'm I'm with you, Don, and, and and thanks, man, for the phone call. It it took me a while to 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 watch football too, man. I, it, that that game hurt and then me. The man. games were just as boring as all get out. At least the the playoff games, New Year's Day games. I mean, from from the time Arkansas and Penn State, who by the way, Sam Pittman, nine wins, Outback Bowl win. But neither here nor there. None of my business. But uh, from the moment that game kicked off until the final game of the day, uh, what was the final game? Whatever it was. I mean, it was just terrific football all day long on New Year's Day, Swain, after the two playoff games were just, in my opinion, insanely boring. They were boring. I mean, because knew what was going to happen against Alabama-Cincinnati. Cincinnati, Alabama was playing around, man. Alabama, they don't play until they play Georgia. Like, they they finished their season the same way, you know, kind of fiddle farting around, playing down the competition, and then they go out and beat Georgia and look like they played the same way against Cincinnati. Um, so you don't you don't see Alabama's best football until they play play Georgia. So I'm I'm sure we'll see that in a title game, and I'm not I'm not looking forward to watching this stuff. I don't want to see this game at all. I don't want to see these two guys compete for a national championship. But here we are. But the Tennessee game, man, it, it really it affected. The way I watch football for the rest of the uh, bowl season, Don Don is right. Now, 
that Rose Bowl was was unbelievable. I did watch a little bit of uh, Kentucky and, and Iowa. Kentucky making the plays down the stretch to win that game, and you know, ten win season for Mark Stoops. I mean, that is that's like winning Super Bowl there at there at Kentucky, and so they had a they had a really good season. Uh, you mentioned Arkansas, really really good season. Sam Pittman, uh, KJ Jefferson was 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 great there, and they went against against Penn State. Uh, so there's a lot of SEC teams that really did a really good job finishing. You know, you just hate what happened at Ole Miss and uh, Matt Corral because he was the one guy. He was the the high profile player in the country that said, "No, I'm a I'm a play." You had Kenny Pickett opting out. You had all these top players of the positions opting out. I mean, Ohio State had two, you know, NFL caliber receivers opt out. And um, Matt Corral was probably the highest profile player that said, no, I'm going to play. And he's hurt. Now, it's not it's not severe. It's an ankle injury, and he should. Thankfully. Yeah, I know, man. I was I was hoping that he was – that he's going to be okay. Well, uh, you know my first thought. What's that? The Steelers finally, for the first time in 18 years, need a quarterback. Sounds like they're going to try to draft one. And one of the potential ones gets hurt in <laughs> in the bowl game. That's good for the that, Steelers. What do you in what sense? Because he's hurt. So if he he's gonna he may fall a little bit because of his his pre draft evaluation may not be able to do everything. So if he drops, he's gonna drop right in the laps of the Steelers because the Steelers won't be picking high because they're competing for a playoff spot. Well, what what's crazy is like. Uh, there's so many middle-of-the-road teams this year in the NFL and a lot of records that are very similar. Uh, if if the Steelers were to lose two game, their last two games, the Browns tonight and the Ravens on Sunday, uh, and then several other things go their way, my point is that the Steelers could draft as low as 10, but also if they were able to make the playoffs, they, they could draft – 19 or, or even higher, which, which is pretty remarkable that with the final weekend of NFL football here, that a team could be drafting anywhere from from 10 to technically the last pick in the first round if the miracle mean, of miracles happens and they were to win the Super Bowl. You mean as high as 10? Yeah, sorry. Okay. As high as 10 and as low as what? The Super Bowl, like the last pick because oh, technically yeah. – they're not going to, but they could get into the playoffs, and, and if they were to win it all, then obviously they would have the last pick in, in the first round. So they could pick anywhere from 10 to, was that, 32? Yeah, yeah. Tank, which is pretty remarkable. Tankathon right now. Yeah, I mean, it, has I, honestly, uh, like, I, I, I mean, the, the Steelers, they have to win out, and then they have to have the freaking Texans beat the Colts in order to make the playoffs. They have to win tonight, win Sunday, which they're very capable of beating the Browns tonight. In my opinion, they should beat the Browns. I'll be very disappointed if they don't. Uh, and then the Ravens are, are beatable as well on Sunday. So they could win out. But even if they win out, they still have to have the Texans, the freaking Texans, beat the Colts. Because Big Ben had to get COVID the week of the Lions game, and that game ended in a tie because Mason Rudolph had to play in a tsunami. Like, that, that's the type of luck I'm tired of having with my sports teams. That's a, that's a different rant that nobody cares about. Um so I honestly, Swain, like if they lose out and don't make the playoffs, it's 
I mean, it's it's whatever. They're probably not going to make the playoffs anyways because the Texans aren't beating the Colts this weekend. So, I mean, at this point, why not have the higher draft pick? Matt Corral, man. Matt Corral. Focus on Matt Corral and, and just glad that. They'll take Kenny Pickett because they've had a front row seat to him all year. Hopefully Matt Corral is, is able to do everything at the combine. And, and, and um, I, I doubt it, though. Because if he was, if he had to be on crutches for ankle sprain, that's 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 going to be a four to six week deal, and the combine is right at the beginning of February. Um, so he pushing it. He he pushing it. Yeah, Luckily I think for that's, him, he, I, he has a lot I, of good I don't field. think people. Are, I kind of I kind of think people are underselling the the sprained ankle. Like, oh, it's just a sprained ankle. Well, nah, if we were in the middle of the season, I mean, he could miss up to a month or a month and a half. Oh yeah, oh yeah. If he if he if he needs crutches for for ankle sprain, that means it's probably like a high ankle sprain, and high ankle sprains are worse than a break. So, yeah, he 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 really hurt that thing, and I'm just glad that it's not you know torn up knee or something like that because as much as we like we we prefer all players to play in a bowl game because it's better for our view and pleasure. But if if you don't understand why players opt out after watching Sugar Bowl, then we'll know what to tell you. Like, no one can tell you anything. Like, you don't have to like it, but you, you damn sure better understand it, especially seeing Matt Corral go down, and he was a guy that – decided to play and not opt out because he wanted to play with his teammates. He didn't want to leave his brothers behind, and he didn't want to sit out a game. And it almost cost him. So don't have to like it, but you better understand it after, you know, the Sugar Bowl. But Baylor beat up on Ole Miss, and you can't expect Ole Miss to be anywhere close to the same team without without Matt Corral. But I was hoping Tennessee was going to be one of the few teams that won um, in the SEC bowl season, but that was that was that was not the case. But yeah, and, and going back to Don's point real quick, Swain, like Tennessee and Purdue, I mean, to this point, I, one of the best bowl games that that have been played. I mean, there were a ton on New Year's Day. Um, Iowa, Kentucky came down to the wire. Uh, Oklahoma State, Notre Dame was really really good, especially Mike Gundy coming back in, in that football game. Uh, the Rose Bowl was phenomenal. I know you enjoyed that that game from a receiver standpoint. Right. But it just stinks that like Tennessee and Purdue, one of the best bowl games the entire bowl season. If if we weren't affiliated with Tennessee, we'd we'd be ranting and raving about how awesome of a college football game that game was. But because we are affiliated with Tennessee and wanted Tennessee to win, it just it, it, does, it doesn't feel like we appreciate that that game from just a simple college football perspective the way that we should. No, it was you're right, man. It was, it was, it was really good, really good game. Just ending stunk for Tennessee. Eight six five two hundred fifty five zero three hour one is brought to you by Hiller Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. We'll take a quick timeout. Ben escaped another segment without giving us what we want. Ben, you ain't slick. Give us what we want, Ben. 865-255-03. Be right back. Uh. 
I'm Vince Moore, wide receiver, BFL 1991, and you're listening to The Swain Event. If you're coming to Knoxville and need a place to stay, do yourself a favor and book a room at Hampton Inn Paper Mill, also known as the Hampton on the Hill. This award-winning property is literally in the top 5% of all Hampton Inn properties. The GM, Stephen Lawrence, is a good old local boy who grew up in the business around Knoxville. He and his staff are always available, always willing to help, and will go above and beyond for their guests. The newest Hampton Inn in Knoxville has clean, affordable rooms, flat screens, fridges, and microwaves in every room. Plus, breakfast is included in every rate. Not to mention, there's also a pool and fitness center on site. If it wasn't so close to amazing restaurants, bars, and shopping, you would never want to leave. At only six miles from campus, you're still right in where the Big Orange action is. Go to HamptonInn.com, search Knoxville, and book your room at the Hampton Inn Paper Mill, or call 865-693-5400. We're here with Dr. Michael Carlson of Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine to discuss PRP, platelet-rich plasma. If you have orthopedic injuries such as shoulder pain, knee pain, Achilles tendonitis, or tennis elbow, you should give them a call. Good to be back, Jason. We specialize in non-surgical orthopedics. So we treat damaged tendons, ligaments, and joints, including rotator cuff injuries, knee injuries, and elbow and foot problems by using ultrasound-guided injections with PRP. And this form of treatment helps stimulate the body's own reparative process and assist in the healing of damaged tissue. Doc, what makes your training different than others? I've been practicing in Knox Hill for over 26 years, and I'm certified in interventional regenerative orthopedic medicine through the American Academy of Orthopedic Medicine. They've been the leader in this form of treatment since 1983. I also teach this form of treatment on a national and international basis to other physicians, residents, and medical students. Here in our clinic, I'm the one doing the procedure, and we're using your own PRP, which are concentrated platelets, to treat your injury. So in other words, Jason, it comes from you and it goes back to you, so you know exactly what you're getting and know exactly the level of training involved. Do what the pros, college athletes, and I have done, and visit them online at trsportsmedicine.com. Tennessee Regenerative Sports Medicine, East Tennessee's leader in PRP therapy. Fellas, when it's time to freshen up that wardrobe, there's only one play to make, and that's to go see my friends at Mark Nelson Denim in downtown Knoxville. Find the latest in small batch denim in the heart of Knoxville. Denim isn't all they do, though. Mark Nelson also does custom suiting and blazers. Let your personal style shine with Mark Nelson. If you don't have time to go shopping for yourself but still want that fresh look, then sign up for the NN Society. Let the experts handle the shopping and get $300 worth of merchandise for just $150 every other month. That's six times per year keep you looking styling every day. Let Mark Nelson Denim help you be the best you. Because when you look good, you feel good. Go to Mark Nelson Denim. At Iris Networks, we know that business communication solutions are critical to your success. Since 1998, we've been helping businesses in East Tennessee by providing reliable and affordable high-speed fiber internet and voice solutions. That's why Iris Networks is your Tennessee communications partner. With internet speeds up to 100 gigs and work-from-anywhere solutions like mobile apps, video conferencing, and file sharing, we make sure you can stay connected to your customers and great communities we live and work in. Iris Networks, because just like you, Tennessee is our home. It's 
Swinevent, Swinevent.com, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Our one is brought to you by Healer Plumbing, Heating, Cooling, and Electrical. It is time for Around the SEC. Ben, you're going to give us what we want, man. You're going to give us what we want. You know what we want. We want help. We want some help, Ben. You're supposed to give us the information we need to make us feel better. Give us what we want, Ben. All right, sign for around the SEC. And uh, what you got, Ben? If you if you want to, you can sprinkle in some 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 nuggets, man. Maybe some updates on on Jared Verse. Maybe some updates on some potential guys at Tennessee looking at in the transfer portal. You know, if you want to, it's been a good time to do it as ever. Well, you are the one controlling the segments over there this morning, so don't put all the blame on me and since we've we've got a couple of minutes before the top of the hour maybe it'd be best to, to save those tennessee nuggets for the beginning of our two i'll oh, knock out tease. some around the sec real quick before we do hit that top of the hour because there are other teams in the league swain who has added help or has lost a player to the transfer portal or to the nfl draft uh, we'll start at missouri where last night uh, Oklahoma State defensive lineman Jaden Jernigan decided he is going to transfer to Missouri for some reason. Mississippi State wide receiver Makai Polk, he is headed to the NFL. Uh, Polk had 105 catches for 1,046 yards and nine touchdowns this season for Mississippi State. 105 catches is ridiculous. I, I don't care if you're in an air raid offense or not. In, in one season of college football, it's a lot. That man. is pretty remarkable. Auburn received good news. Owen Papo, a name that Tennessee fans are familiar with, he announced yesterday that he is going to return for another season on the Plains. Uh, LSU starting running back Ty Davis Price will not play in the Texas Bowl against Kansas State tomorrow night. He is entering the NFL draft. Uh, South Carolina running back Kevin Harris is off to the NFL. Montario Hardesty's best running back who was banged up this year had a great performance in the Dukes Mayo Mayo Bowl against North Carolina. 31 carries, 182 yards, and a touchdown. He's headed to the NFL. Uh, Kobe Wooten, Auburn, or Kobe Wooden, uh, Auburn's Probably best defender, edge rusher. Uh, he is returning to Auburn. So between he and Owen Papo, great news for for Derek Mason and Brian Harson. Uh, we we got some coaching news to, to share. Uh, Virginia defensive coordinator Nick Howell is expected to join Vanderbilt staff as the DBs coach. Vanderbilt. Vanderbilt, who had. The worst tweet ever, uh, the day of the Music City Bowl. We'll, we'll they, save that for for what? Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't see that tweet? Their official account or one of their fans? No, their official Vanderbilt Athletics account. Oh man, dude, you missed this? I didn't, dude. I didn't, I missed everything from on, on game day. I got text. I still haven't responded to. I got. Why don't you do that? Phone calls like. It was so crazy the day of the game. So check your text message right now. I just sent you the tweet. But for for those who also have not seen the tweet, if you've been looking, oh, I saw this. I rock, thought this was from a fan. No, Vanderbilt Athletics. 
For those who have not seen the tweet, Vanderbilt Athletics at 8.37 p.m. the day of the Music City Bowl, a.k.a. right after Tennessee lost in the Music City Bowl, uh, tweeted out teams who won in Nashville this year. Purdue, checkmark. Vanderbilt, checkmark. Tennessee, X, our big fat red X. Uh, see, I thought it was a fan site. I didn't. Mm-hmm. I thought, man, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't see that it was a, a official account. You know, oh, you know yeah. who, you know who triggered them? Is Matthew Butler? Tennessee. Ma- Matthew Butler triggered them. <laughs> they, they saw that uh that that quote last week and said, okay, we, we've got to come up with something. Yeah, Matthew Butler triggered them, man. That's 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 what happened. He triggered them. This is still they they look ridiculous. You lost to ETSU in Nashville this season. You just got drubbed by Tennessee less than a month ago, and this is what you're tweeting? No, bad look. See, okay. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The replies are great. The replies are what I'm here for. Oh, yes. Tennessee fans were mad. I don't blame them. That's what I'm here for, man. I'm here for these replies. Oh, my God. Body Vanderbilt Athletics. Like, if anybody that can talk trash about Tennessee football, it is not Vanderbilt. <laughs> must be Reddick. Reddick must have t- taken over that account again. Must be Reddick. Well, that's the sad part is that they did it. It was it was, it was somebody legitimately affiliated with them. Oh, man. All right, Ben, you are going to give us recruiting nuggets when we get back, man. You ain't getting out of this one. We'll take our top of our break, Swain event, fueled by Dead End Barbecue. Stay with us. <laughs> 